Hey, welcome to the High Energy Podcast. Yeah, well, we're, we're former WCW tag team High Energy. <laughs> uh, what are our names again? Um, well, my dad's name is Kenny, so I'm going to be Kenny Chaos. Kenny Chaos, and uh, was it Robbie Rage? Yeah, you see, oh, you're Robbie wow. Rage. Wow. Pulled that name right out of my ass. I'm pretty sure that's right, Tim. No, I'm pretty sure you're right, too. Wow. I'm going with it. Can I look it up just so I know if I'm wrong before the end of this podcast? I'm pretty sure you're right. I think I am right, but I have to look it up. Uh, oh, yeah, I was looking up the fucking fireball <laughs> that you could see in Massachusetts last Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you? Yes, I, I watched it from my window. It moved very quickly. I uh, apparently just missed it from uh, <laughs> when I was driving home from practice because we got a new space in Worcester. And um, like I would have seen it driving if I had just, you know, left ten minutes earlier. Oh yeah, you couldn't miss it. It was bright green. It was yeah, awesome. It was bright green. But uh, the uh, the radio show that I was listening to was talking like it was UFO. <laughs> I could see how it was like yeah. UFO. Like and like people that were calling in were also saying it was UFO. It was pretty great actually. It, it was moving like unnaturally fast for anything you would normally see in the sky. Like you see planes and shit move, and it's it's fast, but. Like, this was, like, on another level. It was moving so fast. It was, like, shooting. Uh, it looked like a shooting star, but, like, really close and green. And, like, like it was going to crash. It would be pretty cool if it did. But, uh, yeah, I messaged a bunch of people in a group thread after this. And I was after that, I was just like, holy shit, I just saw something. Like, I, I, I didn't believe what I saw. I've never seen anything like it before. Did, and, uh, uh, did I say that it was high energy? High voltage. It was high voltage. Did I say the name of the team wrong at the beginning? Possibly. Possibly. Um, I knew what you were saying, so I didn't pick up on it. Like, yeah. It's high voltage, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely high voltage. I started, I typed in high energy. I was like, this is, high, high energy was um, was Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and Coco Beware. Or was it just Coco Beware? Just Coco Beware and, and Owen Hart. Because Owen Hart and Neidhart was the new foundation. The new foundation, that's okay. right, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. Wow, this we talked a lot, a lot of bad tag teams already. Uh, Sam Houston ever have a tag team partner in WWE? Did Houston and Roma ever team up? Oh God, <laughs> that would have been bad. Roma, Roma had a couple good tag teams. Uh, a one good tag team. Power and Glory. Power and Glory, yeah. yeah. He's a horseman. He was a horseman. Damn good horseman. He had a better, he had a better physique than that fat fuck Arn Anderson. Oh yeah. You know, because they would go to the bars and they would act a fool, and he wasn't into that. Yeah, we all watched the same DVDs growing <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, and then Chad and Hunter's like, "Wait, you mean the job guy from w- from WWE?" <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that is when uh, Arn Anderson comes on. He's like, "You know, Chris Benoit couldn't say a bad thing about him even if I was lying to you." <laughs> we, can, we should put that quote in the next Nitro Party album. <laughs> or if you don't do it, my other band's going to do it, the, the one with all the samples. I like how you went to Nitro Party first, so yeah, we'll do it. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you said it. I, I did c- say I it. can't just steal it. Well, Arn Anderson said it, and I stole it. Yeah, but you said it in this, front of me. In this business, everyone steals stuff from other people. Yeah, everything. nothing's original. Hulk Hogan was just a Billy Graham wannabe. It's true. So was uh, Scott Steiner. I mean, aesthetically, yeah, for sure. I mean, did Scott Steiner ever tag team with a saber toothed tiger? I thought he was wrestling a saber toothed tiger. I would love just a print of that. Yeah, I don't need the original one. Oh no, yeah, it's probably expensive. It's very well. Also, I don't think they sold a lot of them. Um, or they they're destroyed in a fire or something. I would love like a even if it's a bootleg the the Billy Graham tiger poster. Whew, that's good shit. Yeah, that's some good weird wrestling shit. Such good shit. It's good shit, pal. Oh, do you believe it? And I can't go out there with a Billy Graham poster. Oh, <laughs> That'd be great. He loved Billy Graham. That's God. heat, pal. God damn, he loved Billy Graham. Yeah, and Billy Graham, like, like really hated him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he came out against him so many times. Nice. And Vince is like, but I love you. But, <laughs> but I pretty much ripped you off. Well, I mean, he didn't, but... I mean, Hogan could have just been any other gay guy. Oh, are you saying that he was the right gay? Let me say that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
forgot about that until it popped up on a YouTube video that I, I was watching. I watched that fairly recently, yeah. too. It's always good for a laugh. If you've <laughs> I, ever seen it. I, I always Hulk, forget about it. If you've ever seen it, Hulk Hogan calls himself gay on a SmackDown interview leading up to WrestleMania 19 against Twice. Vince. Twice in about a minute. He had something on his mind. Yeah. It's, a st- it's the first time it's a stutter. The second time it's on purpose. Oh, yeah. Um, he must have been thinking about the Iron Sheik getting hard yeah. during that match. He sure was. <laughs> a little fl- his little floppy little weird wiener. So uh, just to segue out of that, before we get into uh, this is hardcore, um, did you have a chance to watch, uh, to watch uh, Smackville? No. I don't even know what it is. It I was, was so drunk when you texted me that. It, oh, yeah. I, I figured you like, weren't going to get back to me. I, I just you know sent it to you just because. Or no, you sent it on Sunday, right? I figured you were probably dry, at, at, a, at the show or driving back. Or I was something. laying in a bed. Okay, you'll understand. I'll give you. I'll give you the rundown. I, I of think. My I, I think I know when uh, what you're talking about, so it's fine. I'm, I don't expect you to get. Rid what of is Smackville? Um, it is a glorified house show that was broadcast on the network. Oh wow! Um, so it was supposed to be Nakamura against Balor for the IC title. Balor had the poops, so Ali st- uh, came in. And, and won? No, uh, Nakamura oh. won, but it was probably Nakamura's best match since he's been on the main roster. Really? At a house show? At a, at a random house show against Ali. A glorified house show? Um, it, was, it, was, it was a hot crowd for the match, too. Like it, They weren't like super into Ali, but like they definitely enjoyed the match. Um, Nakamura does this cool suplex now. Where a guy is like hung up on the ropes, like not in the six one nine position, but like if you turn the six one nine position like forty five degrees, so it's like he's sitting down on the ropes. Okay, so it's like um, someone missed the uh, someone missed the six one nine position, but they went to go give him the old leg jump on the back of the head move. Yeah, like say like they were gonna go like jump on the person's back when they're hung up in the 619 position yeah. and they just get caught in the ropes so they're like basically like hanging on the ropes like sitting in a sitting down position nakamura like like runs slides under them and suplexes them and slides out of the ring it's very cool i was like oh that's fucking that's awesome that someone does a move that i've never seen before like out of nowhere and it looks really nice like usually when it's like something like the springboard stunner it's like a for effort at least <laughs> It takes a black person to be athletic enough to pull it off. <laughs> you said it. Um, <laughs> um, she does it. the fact that she does the same move, and hers looks like that, and his looked like that is fucking ridiculous. Who who does that? Ember Moon. I don't think it's the same move. I it's very it's a, no. It's it's the right move. It's a cutter instead of a stunner, I guess. But it's the same fucking thing. Oh yeah, 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 oh, oh yeah. Ember, Ember Moon does it perfectly every time. Yeah, and uh, hers is way harder to pull off. Oh, well, you know, Cena's is. It's more impressive looking. It's no, more he, impressive looking. Cena's is probably harder to pull off though, especially given the fact that he was like pushing forty and like trying to be innovative, like A for effort. But you know, the, uh, the C the, for execution usually. Yeah, the A for the uh, the trolling, you, the trollage of the kit when he continued using it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he went like hard CM Punk elbow drop, and on then that. and then he kind of stopped doing it and brought in like the punch, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to replace it. I love the punch too. <laughs> that was really funny. I like when uh, I guess the Springboard Stunner doesn't qualify, but the punch, like you just bring like a like it's so uncreative that it's creative. It was. Totally just like, oh, I, tr- I tried really hard and failed miserably, so now I'm going to do something that I know I can't screw up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel like taking one extra bump yeah. to give <laughs> to five dog. I just want to punch you standing up. Well, he is super Cena, so he, can get so he gets away with it. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Man. But yeah, Smackville was good. The opening match was really good. Elias did a concert, and then Kevin Owens beat him up and chased him off and they had a match and Kevin Owens won and then, with, with a real stunner uh yeah yeah he and his, his stunner looks good too he doesn't he doesn't botch it or anything yeah he's got a he's got a lot to uh I'm sure he has the blessing of Steve Austin yeah because he cause, uses it as a finisher yeah he uses a finish as a finisher I don't think Santa was kicked out of it since he started using it as a finisher no um and that's what he hated about Cena doing the springboard stunner he's like I don't mind you doing it 
but if you're gonna do it, make it a finish. Like he hated it being like a, a setup move. It was a um, it was a false finish one time. Uh, Kevin Owens did it against Roman Reigns. Sure. When I like, I was just like, yeah, because he was on the podcast after because he was still the champion. Like, damn it, kid. I think you'd have got the three if you just kicked him in the gut once. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good Steve Austin line. (laughs) I don't know if it was exactly verbatim, but... God damn, kid. (laughs) Uh, Did you see the commercials for his new show on USA? I saw the commercial for his show. I think that that looks fucking incredible. It's just like him messing around in vehicles and in a wrestling ring and having fun, it looks like. It looks like he's someone decided to have the show where he did all the cool stuff that he did when he was Stone Cold Steve Austin on wrestling, and there's just no wrestling matches to pay it off. Yeah, it's just him with a bunch of random people. Yeah, with a bunch of random people like driving on fucking cool shit and then like probably spraying beer on someone yeah yeah like it's all that shit i saw I, he definitely stuns somebody in there god damn kid <laughs> it was in a ring too so i don't know if they're setting up like a, a wrestling challenge for one of the episodes who's he gonna wrestle dennis rodman Ooh, yeah that'd be a good one that who who is austin coming out of retirement to wrestle in saudi arabia <laughs> Why hasn't Dennis Rodman been a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble yet? Is this episode just going to be like... He could be the... Uh, the questions no one's asking that really deserve answers. The, the extra greatest Royal Rumble in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Rod- Rodman will win the damn thing. Oh, and no. then Shane McMahon will come out, eliminate him, and be the... Kim, Kim Jong-un would come out and win it. No, he's already beaten everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. He already be- yeah that's true. He already beat everyone before the show. Yeah. So, because he's the, the dear leader. Oh, let's, I would. I wish they would uh, do a North Korea one. There's like no shame on the blood money. Well, WCW did it. <laughs> did they? Oh, yeah. You don't remember this? In North Korea? I'm pretty sure it's on the network, too. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure that the WCW Korea show, which they did uh, in league with New Japan, is available on the network. I think it was in, like, 95, I want to say, 94, 95. Hogan didn't go on it. He was Collision like, nope. in Korea? Yes. Anoki versus Flair? Yes. Um, Anoki was uh, playing Japanese politics at the time and wanted to set up, like, a goodwill trip to North Korea for some reason. And so he included WCW, so it was, like, a New Japan versus WCW type of thing. Yeah, what's the card here? There was supposedly like 180,000 people there. There was, it was two days. Yep. Day one was 165,000. Day two was 190,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, like, that's what happens when you force it. It is one of the few WCW pay per view events not made available for streaming on the WWE network service. Okay, so I was wrong. Uh, Wild Pegasus defeated Two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually not going to read a lot of these <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty inconsequential Well, there's really barely any WCW it's, It just boggles my mind that these shows aren't available on the network But they're like doing Saudi Arabia shows And they like recently just like unabashedly like dismembered somebody in a hotel room Right before the second show. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. You've had three now, right? Yes. Each one has been, they're getting progressively worse. Oh, yeah. No, it's a WrestleMania quality card. (laughs) It reminds me of like uh, store brand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have WrestleMania at home. <laughs> that might be the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Should we write it down when we think of what early this early in the episode we never remember it? This is uh <laughs> we'll let you we'll let you in on a little secret to this podcast. If we think of the episode at the beginning of it, we don't know it when I when I leave. I have to go back, yeah. I have to go back and like search through it and sometimes I'll like listen to parts like two or three times to make the sure. The Worcester Peace Pipes one yeah. specifically <laughs> difficult. We just couldn't for the life of us. We couldn't even remember like where it came from. Oh yeah. 
That was a that was a great name for an episode. Great name for a team. It's still a great name for a baseball team. I should tell that to Chris Farmer and see what his reaction is. Is he the like the fucking? He does not like sports. Who's Chris Farmer? Farmer. He does Metal Thursday. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he does. He he does not like he does not like the sports, and I like the sports. So occasionally, uh, I will comment about sports to him. Just to I won't. I just don't. I just don't. He he's definitely a sports ball poster. I there's nothing I hate more than a sports ball. I. It's the dumbest word ever, and it gets overused. And I think this year, like everyone had had enough of it because, like, I, I made. A I've post- actually had an all-time low of seeing it. That, yeah, I th- think that's what that happened. That being said, I've cut all the sports ball people out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them. Most people aren't really that bad about it. Yeah. Um, it was a lot weirder about like, especially not even like that has happened a lot with like with metal people, but like the punks. Like when you're younger, the, the the punks is fucking hate sports. Oh yeah, sure. And then they get a little bit older, and I love hockey. I mean, like that's sort of like the gradual transition. Yeah, it's like oh, I hate sports, and then they're like old. They start well, drinking beer, and they're like, oh, well, hockey's pretty cool. I need something to do in the winter because yeah. I can't I can't hang out in the street all day anymore. Yeah, I'll go to the bar, and oh, hockey's on. This is actually not so Sp- bad. Sports is on at bars. It's something I can talk about when I'm trying to get my dick wet. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I like I watch 300 baseball games a year. Well, I haven't done that this year because I want sex. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the name of the episode. I was thinking that too. <laughs> Vote on it. <laughs> Dial 617-432-6892 for... Fuck, I already forgot the original name of the episode. <laughs> Oh, uh, we have a one eight hundred number. It's very hard to get. Oh, so you call the one eight hundred number? One eight hundred Mean Gene Nitro Party. One eight hundred S E X. Enough X's to until it starts ringing. Okay, I've dialed one nine hundred S E X X X X. Sure. Yeah. Right up a big old credit card in my parents' bill, there, kid. Did you get your parents' permission before you called? No. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people actually got their parents' permission to call a wrestling hotline. I'll just call for a minute. How long do you think the intro? You ever, did you ever call a wrestling hotline? No. No, my parents would never let me fucking spend money about on wrestling that wasn't like something tangible, like going to a show or like a figure or something. It wasn't really. Did I? Did you get permission from your parents? Is really I never called. Period. Yeah, I my, never did either. My parents would have beat the shit out of me if I did something like that. Yeah, like this is the '80s, folks, and then early '90s too. Basically, once I started going to too. once I started going to school, they they were like, "All right, we can't beat the shit out of this kid anymore." <laughs> He's we in did, public now. We did enough shit beating out of him when he was a young boy. Yeah, a guy ginned. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, my parents were in the New Japan Dojo It's yeah. my upbringing <laughs> I can't surprised. wait to have children <laughs> <laughs> That's weird oh, We'll call man. him Guy Jin It's a girl It's a boy <laughs> <laughs> You just treat you treat her like uh, She's Asuka And you're Minoru Suzuki Yes Yeah I just start start dressing like Bull Nakano. That'd be cool. Yeah. She got hot. (laughs) Like now? Yeah. Bull Nakano's hot now? She's an attractive older Asian lady. Definitely would. Um, Okay. I'm doing a lot of Googling on this one, but it's all cool stuff this this week. I I, I came in locked and loaded with stuff to talk about. I know uh, we're getting towards the point where we're going to start talking about this is hardcore, but I get stuff after that, too. Lots to talk about this week. Go for it. Oh, no, I'm I'm waiting for you to Google Bull Nakano. I almost don't believe that it's the same person. It is. That's Bull Nakano right there? Yep. Wow. Right? Wow, she looks really good. Like back in the day, you definitely take Alondra over her, but now you definitely. I would take never at any point have taken Medusa over her. 
I want it to be very clear. Okay, I would. I disagree. All right. <laughs> Bull Meccano now, hot. Bull Meccano then, hotter than Alundra Blaze. Ooh. I don't know. I, I'll, 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 I say no. But yeah, she looks really good. They, they definitely, uh, they're like ships in the night, though, with their, their attractiveness in my book. They passed each other. Don't know where or when it happened, but they, they passed. Now I know. No, I don't think... I don't. But, th- I don't think Medusa is attractive at all. No, no, I don't think so either. She's older though, too. So I, I don't think her even back then. Yeah, I think she has one of those faces that some people think is hot and other people think is weird. Sure, I. She, she I, I, I of the, the, choose the latter. She always reminded me of the the actress from uh, Jurassic Park. She kind of looked like her. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's okay. Um, speaking of uh, Medusa, though, she was on Raw recently and won the twenty four seven title. Yeah, and then tried to trash it, and the million dollar man bought it from her. Uh, there's a lot of things. We actually, I believe that she won the title. Oh no, I had already left. Yeah, she she. Uh, I had already left. I was probably in line getting Burger King tacos. And and the thing that made the most sense from a wrestling standpoint from the night, she chicken winged Candice Michelle, who famously like fell off the uh, top turnbuckle and like destroyed her shoulder and had to. Retire uh, fun it. story about that. I was watching that Monday Night Raw with Matt Jones uh, in Drake. It and, like she's gonna hurt herself, and then immediately hurt herself. <laughs> she did. Like, she really did. But then. You know, she wins the twenty four seven title from Kelly Kelly, and then, uh, and then she's still selling that shoulder. Alondra Blaze chicken wings her and makes her tap out. I was like, oh, that makes wrestling sense. Good you, job, do, good job on you. Do you know what would have been been even better is if Bob Backlund then won the twenty four seven championship by chicken winging Alondra Blaze. You know what would have been even better though than that is after a million dollar man bought the title from Alondra Blaze. If he went to the ring and Hogan came down and body slammed DiBiase or, or, or like punched him down and won the title, so Hogan was the twenty four seven champ, and then there was a pose down afterwards, the crowd would have gone banana. It's true. <laughs> if 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 Hogan must pose ended uh, Raw reunion because he won the twenty four seven championship, or even if it just happened. So I didn't watch all of it. I stopped watching when I left. Uh, generally, I, but I think everyone had a positive reaction to that one. It was a, it was a fun watch. I I was in and out of it. I, I as far I, as like the uh, the gimmicky raws, it seemed like it was one of the better ones. I watched it on my phone while I played uh, a link to the past randomizer. Okay. So I think that was the first day of my vacation too. Oh yeah, I was in a good mood that day. Yeah. First day of vacation, you gotta sure. be in a good mood. Vacation's over now, so back to hell. Back to, uh, it's not even hell. It's just kind of, it's more like purgatory. I'm back to hell. Oh, today sucks so fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. This is where I complain about work on the podcast. Nah. <laughs> well, it was very muggy out and very warm, so yeah, I figured. I was like, anyone who's working outside today is in a bad mood. And then I text you normal at the same time. <laughs> I was I was mostly inside today. I'm mostly oh, working inside. Oh, that's good. I thought I figured you'd be outside. No, I do in inside ceilings. Nice. Yeah, it's good shit. Well, it's actually not good shit. It's terrible. But you know, that's real life problems. I want to bitch about fake problems. Uh, so bitch about uh, this is hardcore. I have very little bitching to do with this is hardcore. I figured. Oh, uh, okay. I'll give the quick rundown. So I've had I've had some extended time off. Because I went to the This Is Hardcore Festival in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is not my first trip to the This Is Hardcore. It's like, This Is Hardcore to you is WrestleMania to Lucas. Not even close. I think he's been to like four or five. Yeah, I mean, I just don't behave the same way. I wouldn't travel anywhere farther than Philadelphia for it. No, but he, like, he'll go to like New York Like if This Is time. Hardcore was in, I don't know... Chicago, I wouldn't go. If it was in Orlando, I definitely wouldn't go. <laughs> not a fan of the Orlando ski. I don't think I like Florida very much. No? No. Not even the Waffle House waitresses? That Waffle House waitress? <laughs> definitely no. I remember going into that, like, drunk off my ass, thinking, like, this lady better be missing a tooth or something, and, and she was. like, five. 
Yeah, we went to <laughs> we, when we went to WrestleMania because I, I went early and got a car instead of a hotel, which proved to be a great idea. Yeah, really. Uh, so I could go to the uh, I went to the Super Card of Honor show by myself. What also a great idea. That's when you also you realize when you're in a big room full of people going delete. It's like whoa, this feels kind of Nazi rally. <laughs> Especially if it's in the south. Yeah. It looked like everyone was hailing Hitler. I know, but that's uh, bring that back. And then um, <laughs> we went to Beyond and got shit faced, hammered. Like me, Corey got drunk too. Actually, didn't he? You were. I was the drunkest. I think. Oh, I can't confirm that. I was doing Seagram shots. Like I, w- I was drinking Crown Royal. We were drinking a lot, either way. I got mad they cut me off, so I threw my drink. You did do uh, I that. I threw my ice. He did do that. Yeah. I had to ask you to calm down. <laughs> you had to ask me to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that you were drunker than me. It doesn't necessarily mean it happens often. It's very true. But uh, then after, you know, you're, you're a couple, couple bros hanging out for the wrestling weekend. Where do you think you want to go? The Waffle House. And you know who else went to the Waffle House? Everyone else that went to a wrestling show within 10 miles of that Waffle House. Yeah. It filled up with it filled up with marks. Yep. You know who also knows that there's wrestling going on? A 6'2 waitress that works at the Waffle House on a Saturday night at 2 in the morning. Yeah. Well, this I think this was at this point it was like 3-ish. It was pretty late. Yeah. I woke up with a real bad hangover that day. Yeah, you in weren't happy. In the parking lot next to that Waffle House. You weren't happy. Uh, yeah, yeah, you uh, you slept there. Yeah, you guys got a hotel and I got a car. Yeah. So I folded down those seats and I took a little snooze. Also, it's very hot when you wake up in a car in Florida. Well, it's Florida. Yeah. It was real hot that day. Yeah. You got to crack a window. Yeah, I probably needed to crack a window. But yeah, I went to This Is Hardcore. It was in Philadelphia, not Orlando, so I went. And uh, we took the time off and got the hotel, because usually it's a pre-show, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or sometimes there's a day that's technically in the fest, but regardless. And we didn't like the show on Thursday, so we just got drunk. Sure. We got there. It was nice. We had a nice <coughs> night of drinking. It was me and um, me, Brando and Rachel. And yeah, we was just drinking night. The next day was the show day, so... We got up and we, what did we do? We, we got a, hung out at the train station. We got a lunch. Uh, so there's a million bands, obviously. So we show up when the first band we want to see is, which I believe was Jesus Peace. And we, we met up with some other people, one of them who used to live in Philly. So we ended up going to some cool bars after. Oh, Man, how in-depth do I want to go? We'll start Saturday, even though that's the least in-depth I can remember about. But yeah, then I was, woke up Saturday, went to Top Golf. Top Golf, huh? Top Golf. So it's like a, there's different floors and there's like big targets. It's a driving range with keeps score, pretty much. Okay. And there's lots of alcohol to be drank. Nice. Drinking and food to be eaten. And uh, I don't know I'll sanction that. who or where anyone listening to this would be. Top Golf is fun as shit. We don't have one around here. We went to one in New Jersey. Like it was like a half hour away from Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a good business idea. Just purchase as much open land as possible. Make some Top Golf. Yeah, get some Top Golf. Get some Top Golf with money. Served nothing but Natterdays. Uh, we got the Natterdays at um, fuck. We got the Natterdays on. On Friday afternoon and Friday night, uh, the bar at, the, at nighttime had them. And, like, there's a big sign that says they had them, and it was like Divine was on it, too. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like those two things go together. Sure. Oh, uh, fuck. What's the name of the bar? I don't remember the name of the bar. But, oh, well. They're not paying us. They don't get a plug. No. Philadelphia's not paying us. They don't deserve a plug. And then uh, we got real, real fucking drunk on Saturday. I I got real drunk on Saturday. I mean, the boys got real drunk on Saturday, but I got the drunkest. 
and I spilled like an entire cheesesteak on my lap. Nice. I wasn't allowed in the bar before the show. We didn't get there until like right before the last band, <laughs> which was Saves the Day. And like Saves the Day doesn't sound the same now because like puberty's a motherfucker. Sure. But if you get drunk enough, like it's like we'll drink until she's hot, like mentality. Nice. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll good drink till he sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was. It was so good because I love Saves the Day. I like how you look at them like they're child actors. They are. <laughs> like Macaulay Culkin's weird now. Yeah. So I took a too hard of a swallow on that soda pop. Woo boy. Oh, take a swig of diet cola for the working man. I just did. Cool, crisp, and refreshing. Um, I, I might as well say what bands I saw on Friday too. Uh, Hundred Demons did a reunion with the original lineup. Okay, it was really good. All Out War played. Jesus Peace was good. What was the other fucking heavy ass band? There was another heavy band. Uh, crowbar. Yeah, it was Crowbar. No, but I, I, I'm talking about a different kind of heavy. Yeah, no, <laughs> Crowbar is. I don't think as heavy as Hundred Demons is now. No, sure. There's some big boys. Yeah. Uh, throughout the weekend, Fit for an Autopsy was shouted out like three times. And uh, dysentery merch was very well represented. Like Blue was there. <laughs> like we're in New England. He was dealing with uh, his own This Is Hardcore Fest. Yeah. He was sounded hardcore. Strong sucking eggs. Egg-sucking egg dog is what I meant to you say. You egg-sucking dog, Dusty. Uh, so I, needless to say, Sunday, woke up and was just like really not in the mood. Uh, and I decided that I wanted to drive back Sunday night after the show and not Monday morning so as to breeze by the George Washington Bridge as opposed to sit at traffic going to and from work. Yep. So I... Uh, as soon as the show was over on Sunday, we stayed. So the only the band we wanted to see the most was the last band on Sunday. So we went there as late as we could possibly fathom, and then I just drove back, and I've been dead ever since. Yeah. Um, Before when we started this off like really hot and heavy, it was a joke, and how we're, it's it's like ninety five degrees out and yeah, really humid. It's just been hot, and and I'm just. I, I slept for like two hours last night. I'm just, I have no energy at yeah. all either. I've, so I've been like, you're much worse though. Like or, sleep deprived and like, there's like post drinking depression and like spending too much money depression and like all the kind of stuff that like you just fucking hate post, doing. Post drinking depression. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, even like when you've done nothing wrong, you've done everything wrong. Yeah. You, just, you just feel bad. Oh yeah, Google that one. Uh, That's a real thing. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. Like I don't doctors say, and doctors are smart. <laughs> Four to like five I, doctors said, "Who are you? Why are you calling me so late?" <laughs> I go to Doctor Smart. Sounds like a like a cutting room floor, like Motorhead song. My doctor, you wouldn't call him a glamorous man. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Field Dude. Yeah, I've had to listen to that song like five times this week, so I'm already kind of sick of it. I'm like, yeah, at least I'm, wor I'm worried about that happening. At least there's hot licks in this song. I'm, I'm worried about that happening with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm thinking like middle of September, like I'm done playing these songs. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure, sure. Like, I don't think you'll have to play them that much, though. Like, Honestly, I, I've played like three or four of them, like, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, these aren't songs that I'm really gonna have to play like a thousand times. Like, yeah. they're definitely like they're rockers and they have tasty licks, so that's why they're they're fun for me. But yeah, we we don't really just schedule our uh, practices on the <laughs> podcast. I guess we could. I mean, like I've just been dicking around more on guitar, so played those songs. Get I was walking around with a bass in my hand for a very small bit yesterday. But, like, you know, get my fingers moving again. Yeah. I haven't played bass since the last tro party. Well, since this is, I'm, I'm being I'm being like you for this show. I'm using my Honda. Oh, yeah? Because it's in D standard. And I don't know if you knew, I was going to play a Necrophagist song with that. 
uh, at the show at the Shaskeen. I did know that. Uh, I ripped the jack out, but I fixed it. So. So you've got the jack. I've got the touch. I've got the power. Okay. Way to take the shine off of ACDC right there, but. <laughs> Sorry. I, went, I took it off and gave it to Stan Bush. <laughs> Not going to die. I cut off your uh, your comeback, kid. Sorry. That's what heels do. Um, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. It was good. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like it was, I, I, it was I like en- a lot of fun. I, I can I, envision I, it in my brain. It sounds like a lot of fun. This is hardcore. Is the best two day music festival you could ever go to. Unfortunately, it's three days. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of filler in there. Well, I just don't watch the beginning bands. It, it if I like wasn't such a curmudgeon. I know it's curmudgeon. Yeah, I said it like an asshole. No, you said it like how it's spelled. Yeah. Like, I would go see new bands. Sure. That's the idea of this is hardcore. It's like, but the, like, the old and the new. I'm like 35, so like a lot of this stuff, I'm just kind of like, I'm not in the like discovery mode anymore. I wish I was. I would like to be. I just am not. Yeah. It's just, like, I'm I, still discovering bands from like 1984 that I've never heard about. Right. <laughs> That's the other flip of the coin is like all these bands that didn't get discovered. God forbid I like get into a band that I could actually see. <laughs> Yeah, the demos are better. I like everyone's demo better. So, Except uh, for Metallica. I prefer St. Anger. <laughs> Charlatan. This is Stanger! <laughs> this is Stanger! Um, <laughs> we should uh, make a video called the Stanger Splash. <laughs> and then... <laughs> It's just a stinger splash, stinger splash, stinger splash. <laughs> like every snare is a stinger <laughs> splash. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,. Yeah, we got plenty of time. I, I, w- I wanted to talk about sports for a little while. We, yeah. haven't, we haven't done a sports-heavy podcast since NBA and NHL ended. You know why? Because this is the worst time to talk about sports. Yeah, because it's only baseball. It's I mean, only baseball. There's soccer, but I don't pay attention to soccer, so I don't care. The Red Sox are like almost achieving right now. Um, I was going to come into this doing like a, an almost Cornette-esque rant on the Red Sox. We've played baseball for 130 fucking years. They think they don't need a fucking closer because they figured it out. Fucking marks. You know why? Because they listen to fucking Vince Russo. Fucking shit stains telling them, oh, you don't need a closer. You don't need baby faces and fucking heels either, you dumb twat. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Um, but, But I watched them blow it against Tampa and I was like, fucking bullpen. I'm sick of this shit. Like, Get these guys like no, they don't have a closer. Like everyone sucks at closing, um, and then they went on the tear against the Yankees, and I was kind of like, oh, at least they're hitting the shit out of the ball again because they're juicing them. Yeah, <laughs> they're juicing the balls. So <laughs> imagine cutting the ball open and they find like steroids squirted in there. So that actually kind of gets to my point with that. If they are juicing the balls, like. Those are souvenirs every night of the week. Yeah. Couldn't someone just take one of the balls and open it up? Yeah. And then see how they're juicing it? Well, like, I imagine they're just holes in the, like, almost like, so it's like a wiffle ball type of deal. You know what I mean? Couldn't someone smarter than the person who gets the ball give it to, get it from the person that got it and analyze it? Yeah. Why aren't we doing that? Because I don't give a shit enough to do it when you but start other cut, people when, do when you start cutting open balls to verify if sports are on the up and up i think you're uh, you're you're a bridge too far at that point if i was smart enough to figure out how they were doing it i would do that and you know what i would be i'd become rich sure i would be on every sports fucking t- i'd be on every sports channel for the next six months and I would I would start a class action lawsuit against Major League Baseball for lying to us. 
Like I would, it would be, that would be my lane. I'd be the guy that figured out they were juicing the balls. Well, I imagine. I would start wearing sweaters. Yeah. I would get less rapey uh, eyeglasses. I feel like I got a look I would take care of. You'd have to go to like 2015, John. I'd probably have to go to 2015, John, yeah. Yeah. I'm not so suave. A little less. uh, 2015 B, John. With the beard again? Uh, trim beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not this beard. This beard is... I saw a picture from uh, when we were in New Jersey. You can see, barely see my face. You can see the outline with the light behind me, how fucking my giant beard, like going down like seven inches. <laughs> like, oh, boy, John. Yeah, I trimmed mine recently. I couldn't take it because of the heat. I was like, I don't I don't notice anymore. it when it's hot. Uh, I definitely do. Because I have long hair, too, because it's like, I definitely notice that it's basically like I'm wearing a sweat rag all summer, and then with it, like, a super long beard on my face, I was like, it's like I have two sweat rags on my face right now. I also run a little cue. I'm a little too cue. So it doesn't really affect me the same way. I sweat like a fucking bastard this weekend. Yeah. And today. I sweat a lot more. I'm a little... Chunkier than you, though. I'm, I'm more of like an absolute yeah, unit. Now. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to do better, though. I'm trying to be better. Yeah, I gotta try to be better too. It's just hard sometimes. Like today, I don't want to cook. Life's hard. You struggle sometimes. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. I, I, I I'm not gonna complain about life. My problem is cooking. Like I don't want to cook good food. It's. So I would say that I fried me up some tofu last week, and like I really like I did moves that I've never really done with it. Fucking A, it came out real good. Nice. Air fryer, man. Oh, you have an air fryer? Yeah. Uh, I just have frying pans. They're also effective. They're yeah. less, it's messier. Sure is. But, uh, yeah, so also, um, so I've been following more mostly like Red Sox lately. Um, did you watch it? Did you see any of the games they had against the Yankees where they just blew them out of the water every night except for the. Uh, what? Was it Thursday night where they kicked the shit out of them? Or uh, Friday night? It was Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday they won, and then Sunday Thursday night they was blew like it. the like the like the fifteen to two game that I, I yeah. saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the beginning of that. Like, wow. Well, not the beginning, I guess it was the middle. Because, like the game before I was like, You dumbasses blew it. Like, fuck the season, it's over. And then they came out against strong against the Yankees. Of, of course I'm still watching it. Like I say I'm done. Yeah. But of course I'm still watching this it. Is, this has all the makings of one of those teams. Like they're the reverse Patriots. They're kind of like, like the Blues, except they weren't as quite the, as bad at the beginning of the season. The Patriots, you're like you don't stop watching. It's like, well, they legitimately could win this. So like fuck them. Like, <laughs> they do just good enough to keep you watching. They don't usually lose. When the Red Sox are just good enough to keep you watching, they suck. They're terrible. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like the mid nineties when they're like almost there, but they can't quite get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Nearing just wasn't doing it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Ellis Burks. Phil Plantier. Phil Plantier. Uh Aaron Seeley. Was Jack Clark on our team? Uh, I don't remember at that point if he was or not. Otis uh, Nixon. Um, he was probably later then, though. Like as soon as like Mo Vaughn and Nomar Garcia Power came along, like that's when they started getting good again. I mean, Mo Vaughn came along in 1992. When he was MVP in '95, so yeah. like when he when he started getting really good, and then Nomar came in. So like '97, '98 was sort of like when they really started turning it around. Yeah, Dan Duquette. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Uh, by that point, John Valentin, one of my favorite Red Sox players, retired, or did he get traded to like Texas and then retire or something like that? Turned to triple play. I was at that game. Oh, I was always you that was at that game. I I watched him do an unassisted triple play. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, dude, it was amazing. <laughs> it's one of those things that like you rarely see ever. So to be there and see it actually happen in a pro game, like. Was it's definitely like my favorite baseball memory. I don't think I've ever really seen anything cool at a baseball game. Like, you haven't seen like a four hundred foot foul ball or something, <laughs> or I mean a five hundred foot foul ball. I mean, I've seen some like some cool dongs back when they had the troughs. Yeah, 
Like I remember JD Drew hitting a home run one time. <laughs> That's pretty mild. <laughs> That's a mild highlight. Uh I, I honestly can't think of anything really particularly cool. I saw David Ortiz get caught stealing once. <laughs> That's pretty fun. <laughs> I would love to watch that, actually. Uh, <laughs> Did everyone laugh when I walked back to the dugout? Like, what's going on here? Why'd you do that? You can't bunt a single into the shift against the shift, but you can try to steal second? <laughs> Yeah, yeah like I have no like really like cool baseball memories of like stuff that's happened. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I guess that sort of shows the importance of like seeing it for me. I guess I saw the Sky Dome open and close. I was at a Sky uh, Sky Dome game when I was a kid. When they were I good, don't, I don't really remember it. This was definitely like the Mike Greenwell, Carlos Quintana days. No, when the Blue Jays were good. Uh, I think it was right before they were the World Series team that they were. Okay, so it was like probably... It was probably... I think it was 89-90. 89-90? Yeah. I think 91-92 is when they won it. It could be 90-91. Oh, that was They went in 93, too? Was it 92-93? Oh, okay. It could have been 92 and 93. I thought it was 91-92, though. The Twins weren't in it in 91, were they? The Twins were 88 and 89? Okay. Yeah, this spirit of baseball for me is a. Blur. I don't know why I actually like. It. Well, I mean, I know because the Blue Jays are my favorite team because I'm a goddamn John Allard, Kelly Jay. Gruber. <laughs> <They were>. Their <laughs> first baseman played with a helmet on because he had a plate in his head. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, World Series winner Joe Carter. Joe Carter getting batteries thrown at him by the <laughs> fans in Philadelphia. Oh my god! And then, he, dude, he hit that walk off home run. That was pretty special. And the World Series with a blast to center field. Wasn't I Kurt Schilling on that team? He was on the Phillies. Phillies, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they they beat. Uh, who'd they beat to win the World Series? The Phillies. Yeah. Oh, they beat. They didn't beat the Yankees, did they? I don't. Well, remember. I'm on I'm on this page, so. It wasn't the Indians, was it? So the Twins won in 87. The uh, Dodgers, 88. Athletics, 89. Reds, 90. Oh, wow, I don't remember. I don't remember that. the 90 I remember Reds. That Reds <laughs> not, the, I don't remember that at all. Twins, 91. Blue Jays were 92, 93. I remember the Twins winning in 91. Do you remember who won in 94? Uh, nobody. Here you go. Good boy. Yeah. Actually, that was supposed to be the Expos versus the Mariners here. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that because Ken Griffey Jr. had like 50 home runs at the All-Star break. And, uh, fuck. Was it Delano DeShields and Tim Raines? Yeah. <laughs> 95 was the Braves year. Yep. they beat. The, that was them who beat the Indians. I remember that game. Uh, the Jenkies beat the Braves. The Marlins beat the Indians. Poor Indians. Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. Uh, <laughs> Diamondbacks beat the Yankees. I remember that. Juan Gonzalez's base hit right after 9-11. Angels beat the Giants. Was I in New York when that happened? No, I was home. I was, I was in New York around that time. Marlins again against the Yankees. I remember that. I remember that, too. That was the year that... Um, I mean, that was the fucking, I almost keep saying Brett Boone. Aaron fucking Aaron Boone. Boone. Aaron fucking Boone. Would, Tim fucking Wakefield. Dude, my favorite Red Sox pitcher ever. Mine too. Yeah, the knuckleballer. Um, also looks a lot like uh, Adam Cole. Nah, I can see why you're saying it. There was a photo of him online that was very, he looked exactly like Adam Cole. I'm just picturing like beer gut Wakefield can't get the no, he, to cover he, first. He, yeah, he's he's, he's keeping it tight, you know. Uh, the Phillies beat the Rays. Yep, because the Rays beat the uh, Red Sox. Yep, that was 2009. That was 2008. 2008. Yep. 2009 was the Jankies. Okay, they beat. The oh Rays yeah, that was A Rod and Jeter finally getting their ring. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. Those those were the fun roid days. Oh yeah, that was when everything hit the fan. Two thousand nine. It was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, 
Yeah, then you I mean you remember everything else that's happened since then. Oh sure. Giants, Red Sox, Giants, Red Sox, Giants, Red, Red Sox, Sox, Giants, Red Sox. <laughs> uh, Not, first you gotta, Astros. First, you got to say White Sox, Cardinals. Oh yeah, that was when the Cardinals uh, won, but um, Cubs won in there too. Cubs and Astros won. In that there. game Red seven Sox. with the Cubs and the Indians was the best baseball game I've ever watched. The one where um, Rajay Davis hit a home run off of Raldis Chapman to take it in the extra innings. And then there's a fucking rain delay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to... Did I ever explain to you how I won $100 on that no. home run? It was like three pitches into the at-bat, and I'm in a bar in Portland, and I... God damn, I'm not going to remember the name of it. Fuck them, they're not, ever, they're not paying us anyways. And I was like... Just like really, it was like five people on their own that started watching the game. Like, no one was there with anyone. Like, I bet you $100 he hits a home run right now. Like, yeah, I'll take that. Like, I'm not kidding. I will bet you $100 that he hits this home run. And he hit the home run. He fucking, he paid me immediately. Like, that's the most insane thing that's ever happened. Like, you could just, you could just tell he was going to hit a home run watching the at bat. Sometimes I get that. Like, yeah. you know, someone, you know, it's going to happen. Some, I've definitely, that's one of the things about like watching a shit ton of baseball that you pick up. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just in the air. Sometimes you just know, like, Either that, like, it's going to be, like, a monster, like, it's going to be, like, a triple or something. And then I spent all $100 on, on buying shots for the five or six people that were in the bar as we <laughs> continued to watch that fucking game. Uh. That um, game seven with the with the uh, Royals and Giants was good, too. Royals won one in there, too. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, there's more years from 2011 to now than I thought. Amazing how Red Sox have won two in that period of time, considering how bad they were at certain points. Two completely different teams, too. No, yeah, because there was Francona, the implosion, then there was Bobby Valent. It's really like four different teams when you think about it. I'm just thinking, I'm just talking about 13 and or 15. Uh, 13, they 13? won with uh, Farrell. 13 and one. Because they, they didn't fire him until like two seasons ago. It was definitely time. He was like, oh yeah, they should have done it the year after. It was uh, him and Middlebrooks having the affairs with like the Nesson reporters. <laughs> him. <laughs> that must have been why he got so much playing time. Him, Middlebrooks, and uh, and the captain, Jason Veritek. He was doing it too. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, at least Will Middlebrooks like married Jenny Dell. Yeah, but he also got traded before he could do it. Yeah, he sure did. It became a scandal. <laughs> But the the John Frell one, you know why? Cancer lets you get away with anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had cancer too. He had cancer. And then I he, forgot about that. Yeah. Like it's amazing how ruthless Maz is, though, when you think about it. Like the guy had cancer, and he's still calling up for him to get fired on the radio every day. He would preface it. Brutal. I don't think he should be fired because he has cancer. Take care of him. Your health comes first. But for the love of God, fire him. Well, like, also like when he when he had the uh, the cancer year, the uh, that was the Tori Lavulo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, and they were really good. But at the end of the year, I was like sucked for the first. Half. That was when uh, Jackie Bradley was going ham. <laughs> oh man, Red Sox lore. I don't even like. I guess I follow the Red Sox just like by default. Oh, I mean, you have to when you're on here. If you like sports, you, I mean, like it's sort of like by osmosis that you'll pick well, up. Well, they're, they're the only baseball games I can't watch. Really, I can't watch Nesson at home. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't I have, have it, so I, I'll I don't watch have them. cable. Yeah, I only have the MLB network and the uh, not MLB, the uh, the package, and they don't let you watch the home game. All right, because yeah. Nesson's like, hey. Yeah, the exclusivity agreement yeah. or whatever. Exclusivity? Exclusivity. I couldn't say the word. The exclusivity um, of our but city. Getting into current day Red Sox, they're talking about trading uh, a couple people today that I saw. Um, number one, uh, Ben Intendi for Diaz. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't do that. That's what Why? You uh, ben Intendi could be something in the next like two or three years. Yeah, they're going to have to pay him at that point, too, though. Yeah, but that means they're also not going to have Mookie Betts anymore. Yeah, 
Maybe Mookie Betts kind of having a suck season is the best thing for the Red Sox. I kind of feel like he's been here for, what, seven years? He's going to move on to, like, New York or or Florida or something. That seems like a long time, but... I'm pretty sure it's been that long. Because we had Ellsbury before him, right? No, that was well, that was when Jackie Bradley came up. Never mind. Uh, wasn't technically um, the flying Hawaiian the guy before Mookie Betts? Because Bogarts came up that year. I want to say he's five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Four, 2014, five years, 2014 season. Okay, that's what it was then. T- 2012 to 2014 are kind of a blur for me. Because they were terrible, then they won the World Series, and then they were terrible again. Yeah. <laughs> they, they went from the mountain top to the bo- from the bottom to the top, back to the bottom, like over the course of three seasons. Well, that was the year that they. I remember way too much about this. That was the year they brought Bogarts up. He was good. Then they got Stephen Drew again and moved Bogarts over to third so he could play shortstop. Yeah. And then he, Bogarts sucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they moved him back to shortstop where he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's the best <laughs> player on the fucking Red Sox. All right, now for sure. Definitely. Him and uh, Devers are uh, even Christian Vasquez is hitting the fuck out of the ball. Yeah, I haven't really actually watched any of the. I, I happened to see because that was a national game. The one on Thursday, uh, or it was like a, it was the MLB TV game of the night, or something. Okay, like that. that makes sense. Sports th- Thursday, Thursday night baseball is that a thing? Thursday baseball Thursday. Thursday baseball Thursday. It should be at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they also, I, I, I was saying this: if you trade Porcello and Avaldi for Diaz and uh, Thor. You can't. You cannot do that. You definitely could. So you're gonna trade an expiring salary and a fucking bad contract for like that's the stupidest trade I've ever heard suggested by a person in my life. <laughs> no, it is definitely not. You've definitely heard worse. Why would the Mets want Rick Porcello? Because they're dude. They're gonna lose him anyway, so they might as well just take him. I mean, like, L.A. was our salary no, for the longest you, time. Like, they used to take all our shitty players. That's so, not, this is not, that's not how this works. They signed Bobby Bonilla for 20, for yeah. 50 years or whatever. They'll do anything. But there's literally no point to it. There's none. You come out of it with a closer and you get rid of essentially dead weight. But why would they take on the dead weight? Because no, they're dumb. They're the Mets. They signed Bobby Bonilla for like a million years. There's no... Co- there's Bobby, no, B- Bobby there's Benilla no, Day exists for a reason. This, They're run by an agent. This is absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard suggested they as would far take as trades are concerned. They would not. No, they they would, would not. They would. What, they, they would. They, this absolutely. What's Syndergaard's contract situation? In fact, no I'm even entertaining what you just said. Because <laughs> it's like absolutely never going to happen. Oh, you know. I kind of agree with Avaldi's that. a bad contract. And Porcello is a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah. He can't help the Mets lose anymore. <laughs> the Mets aren't winning shit. Like, you can only trade Porcello to someone who's going to be playing in the postseason. That's the only team. That's the only team that any, has any value for Rick Porcello. Yeah. Even then, probably not. His no. best days are 2016 before. No, he's not really the kind of guy you trade for at the. At the, I guess he could, in theory. Pitches, he doesn't miss fucking starts. No. He's a pretty good pitcher. He's a good hand. He's a good hand to have. Yeah. I like Rick Porcello. Won a Cy Young Award. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a fucking... Ugh. But... He was okay that year. But I don't like the idea of trading ben, Benintendi for Syndergaard or uh, Diaz because I think he, Benintendi could be something... Like starting, like probably like in the next like three years. Well, here's something because he's think like about. young now. Just think about if you're gonna try to trade for Syndergaard, and like I have, I haven't really heard a lot of. I think Diaz is more in their crosshairs than Syndergaard. Still. I, I don't think I don't think they can get Syndergaard because you have unless unless he's expi- an expiring contract, which. Uh, yeah, the Sox can't pay anyone anymore. Well, they can pay whoever they want. They're just gonna go over the luxury tax. Yeah, but, but they're, if not, he's, if he's they're under, not doing that. If he's under control. John Henry said he's not going to. 
do that anymore. But like, if he's under any any control for a, he, I mean, so if he's expiring at the end of this year, they could get him just for the rest of the season. Yeah. But like they wouldn't have to give up as many. They don't have prospects to give up. They're gonna have to. They're give not. Up. Ta- they're not giving up any prospects. They could give up Benintendi and maybe get him though. If Benintendi's got a couple years. That's what I don't like though. And if like. Syndergaard. Because what do you do? You Syndergaard can handle Boston. He handles New York and like a fucking shit show. Do you, do you put Brock, Brock Holt onto the outfield every day, or do you put Chavis to the outfield, or you put JD uh, Martinez to the outfield? Like, kind of like a big. Benintendi's like a, a fucking real like C plus player. Uh, he uh, he made that nice catch against the Astros last year. He did make a catch against the Astros. You know who makes catches? Jackie Bradley Jr. and he sucks. <laughs> well, he, Andrew Benintendi's a very above average player. That's why I kind of don't want him to leave just yet. He's kind of like new age Mookie. So would you just not trade anyone for another pitcher then? Um, if I was going to trade anyone, it would probably be someone um, that I would be more comfortable with Brock Holt covering their position. Who's that? That's the thing. I, I don't know if there's anyone. Like, Devers is too good to trade. Bogarts is too good to trade. Um, well, you got Bogarts locked up forever. You're, you're, you're team Bogarts now for a while. Good. Um, uh, good. It's, he's the, of all the guys they ended up signing for the, the, the only long. one I could think of is either Moreland or, and he's still hurt, or uh, Chavis. Chavis, there's a chance. You, you could trade Chavis. He's going to be something, though. He's too good. Like, I wouldn't hate giving him up right now. So you really just want to get rid of the trash on the team. I would, you want to get rid of Porcello. You and, can't move anyone in the bullpen because they all suck. Um, so you can't move any of them. And you for, need them. What's that? You need them. I know it's fucking hard to believe, but you need them. You need a closer more than you need the bullpen right now. Yeah, but you need those arms. When, yeah. the, when the rosters expand. Like you Bar- still Barnes and Workman, they're, they're kind of bums this year, though. Workman's been okay. He's he been just dependable. Up strikes. He's been dependable, but they leaned on him so hard one night, and he threw like forty pitches in an inning. They were like, "Nope, nobody warming up to take your place, pal. You're pitching the ninth inning." <laughs> he came in the eighth, pitched like ten pitches, and got him out of there. Hey. And then that's what that's what kind of pissed me off about the Red Sox this year. Said, "Okay, you kept Workman in for the ninth, and he threw thirty pitches and lost the game, and you had nobody warming up. Like, yeah, that w- that was your plan. It just sucked." If um, yeah, if you're gonna trade for anything, you, there's nothing in the farm system. There's nothing. No, yeah, that's why I said they can't. They're not. Tra- they're not even trading anybody. They're not giving up anyone if else. They're atta- if they're attached to that closer, though, they're gonna have to be trading something. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they trade Chavis if they can get something for him. That's kind of where I was going to. Like, um, I mean, this could be. It could be fluky. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade Devers either. I think Devers is gonna be good. That's why I'm saying he's he's too good right now. You can't get rid of him now. Like if you're trying to make a run, you need his bat. Uh, you need him. You need Bogarts. And you need JD. Like those are like the three people I think yeah. are, are completely untouchable. Like, Could possibly trade JD Martinez too. I would hate that so much. He's too good. They got him for relatively cheap. Kinda. I think he's like ten to fifteen a year. And yeah, but he and he's been hitting like thirty, forty. Then when he opts out of his contract next year. I don't know if people are going to be opting out of their contracts in baseball anymore, unless what? they want to go to the Yankees or something. Uh, I kind of if they're making a lot of money for the team that they're on, I don't think baseball contracts are going to be that big in five years. They're going to start losing a lot of revenue because nobody watches the fucking games anymore. But the the teams that make money still make money. Yeah, the teams like still B- make Boston, money. Boston, Boston, New York, Chicago, Texas. The and teams LA. still make a lot of money. Yeah. All of them do. Uh, some of them not so much anymore. All of them do. Mm. There's um, uh, the fuck's it called? The revenue sharing. Revenue sharing. Yeah. Um, revenue sharing, and that, that's why payrolls are low, and that's how the fucking Astros happen. But when there's less revenue coming in in those places, the pot goes down. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not going to be as much in like that's five true, six years. But like. Because they're not going to have the teams good, still make. They're not going to have a good money. TV deal anymore. Number one, they're not. Their attendance is the shit. The league needs to be concerned. Yeah, people go to games in certain cities. In enough cities. 
Um, not in losing cities, which is the majority of the vast majority of the league. Like even when Boston's losing, people still show up. But when like Baltimore is a, a ghost town, uh, Tampa's a ghost town, uh, and all these teams Arizona's make, a ghost town. All these teams make money because other teams are making money for them. That's not true. They, they can't be making money on their gate. They can't be making money on their Okay, race. so this is, this is we'll set up next week's episode right now. Uh, we'll both do homework and get our arguments about baseball revenue sharing. Exhilarating. <laughs>